Oh, I feel like a day now. It's me, Alan Smith, where we select the news stories with the day's press and journal. It's been um, September the 30th. So, last day of September, and um, I reckon if you mind when you, you were younger, and all folk used to say, oh, I'd rather you get the years fairly flee by quicker. And you think, what did they want about? But I'll tell you something, the older you get, the years fairly fly by quicker. So, this is the exception. I can't believe it's October already the morning, but well, well, there we go. Anyway, on with the news. The front page of the paper today is um, worry at massive increase in mental health detentions. So, welfare experts warn support system under enormous pressure. Um, so, the highest number of patients in a decade have been detained for emergency mental health care in the Northeast. Um, there were 172 emergency detentions issued in the NHS Grampian area last year, a rise of almost 30% on the year before. Across Scotland, the average increase was just over 11%, according to the figures released by the Mental Welfare Commission. And they said they were concerned about the increase in numbers, which suggests a significant increase in pressure on mental health services. Uh, as Chief Executive uh, Julie Patterson said the exact reasons for the increase in detentions kind of yet is not yet clear. She said the question is whether mere folk uh, in the population are becoming more seriously unwell every year, or, or if it's because services are under such pressure that folk wait too long and only receive care once they become so unwell they require to be detained. So, not a good story, but um, one that probably needs to be highlighted. And you know, it's um, I'm sure like other. Oh, health services and you know whether it's physical or mental health are under a huge huge um strain and, and loads of pressure not just new so it kind of be easy for them but um you know we have uh, we just have to do our best to help them out forever we can now here's a word of a, a bit of a sprucing up for um Inverurie Toon Hall and it's a headline is all in you meet in control revamp so uh, Inverurie Toon Hall is in line for a major revamp amid plans to who's Honours are council workers in a huge extension. Um, the B-listed granite building at the top of Market Street dates back more than 150 years. Um, Emmerdeenshire Council is seeking permission to radically modify this structure with a triangular addition big enough to house 450 full-time staff. Uh, new images reveal how striking the transformation would be. And the local authority insists the redevelopment will turn this historic asset into a flagship focal point for the community. As well as a large extension, there will be new public areas created outside the building. Uh, planning papers say there will be an adaptable, pedestrian-friendly space suitable for a range of tune-hosted events. Uh, designers say the extension itself has been influenced by buildings such as the Zurich Art Museum in Switzerland, the Glasgow City College campus, and Cambridge University Student Services Centre. So, very posh places indeed. Um, the planning document explains that the extension will bring under one reef council services scattered about Awai, Fiamburi, Kintour, Ellen, and Elmerdo. And the building uh, would provide space for a customer service point and registrar services alongside general office space and meeting rooms. Um, meanwhile, the existing council offices at Gordon House will be demolished to provide a hundred free parking spaces associated with the new office. So, well, you'll say, hey, a bit of work for there, but um, still, that would. Um, probably be okay and then um, the council says the plan will reduce the costs involved with running various buildings 
well, improving the presence of the council within the Barincha. So, well, if it's anything, if it turns out anything like a picture and paper, it'll be a very bra place indeed. And I mean, the 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 town hall is a, um, you know, it's a fair old building. It's very imposing, and like a library. So, um, it'll be good to see it put to good use and can get an extra a bit on the back, like the, somebody put a conservatory in their house, but a lot, lot bigger. So, um, fingers crossed, it goes ahead because it looks. Very smart indeed. Now you might find that's hard to believe, but here's a story about a man who uh, didn't care about the pandemic rules apparently. So a bed and breakfast boss claimed he didn't care about COVID-19 restrictions when he went to his local local supermarket and he was abusive to a checkout worker. Um, so the man who 70 snapped when he was told to maintain a two metre distance. He threw a £20 note at her and called her a silly cow. Defence solicitor Matthew Berlow said his client who runs the Stone Chats B&B in Scurry claimed he didn't care about the pandemic. Uh, Mr Berlow said, I realised this incident was at the very start of the pandemic. Um, my client doesn't own a TV or radio or listen to the news. He, he also keeps to himself. He didn't care if it was happening. Um, the money said he felt he was being treated like a little loon. Uh, Inverness Sheriff Court, uh, the sheriff said, she admonished him, but asked him to pay, donate £100 to charity. And the money said, I can certainly do that. So, well, there you have it. The one person in Britain that didn't care about the pandemic. So, um, it's cost me £100 to charity. Well, well, as I was one. There was a bit of about uh, a very famous Doric broadcaster. And um, he, how he met in with his wife, uh, a lot, a lot of years ago. So it was a shared love of music and a matchmaking bus conductor that brought Robbie Shepard and his wife Esma together. Robbie, who was going to become a national treasure as one of Scotland's biggest t traditional music aficionados, was working as an accountant in Union Terrace in Aberdeen in the 1950s. Every day, the budded musician would get the bus into the city face who should direct. And it was on those journeys that he got chatting to a young lady named Esma Dixon. Uh, Esma bed five miles of her in Clooney, and would travel to Aberdeen to work as a shorthand typist at Rube's Law. Uh, when Robbie learned that Esma was a talented pianist, he realised Fumacol the two had in common. Uh, for those chats in the winding country roads into tune, romance blossomed, uh, and the pair have recently marked their diamond wedding anniversary after 60 years together. Uh, Robbie, for his new 85, said, Esma played in a dance band and I was just starting out in entertainment, and we would speak about that as we went to work in Aberdeen. Uh, the conductor on the buses would say, getting the road face track on to Berlin. in those days was a man called Gibby McIntosh and Gibby did all he could to bring his two regular passengers together. Ruby added he would collect Esma first at Clooney and then come to the next for myself. Gibby would always claim that he was the one who brought us together by keeping a seat for me next to Esma. So they were married at Clooney on September 23rd in 1961 and Ruby was just a young Luna 25 and Esma was just 21. So, and afterwards, they get about the, the contour arms in Maruri for the reception. Um, so, the most important part of the bash was making sure the music was just right, and they booked Curly Mackay's Scottish dance band for a Cayley. Now, that's a, a blast for the past. Um, we knew him well, and knew he had a fine band, said Robbie. Um, Scottish music would, would become the soundtrack to the shepherds' lives over the, their decades together. Um, Robbie said, it's been our life. Uh, Esma is as passionate about it as me. Um, so, you know, later on he he became a compere and producer of variety shows at theatres across the region before moving into broadcasting. Um, Robbie hosted the popular Take the Floor 
on BBC Radio Scotland for more than 30 years. And, well, me and all my sisters came out with that because our mum was a regular um, writer into him and asking for um, different songs and different things like that. And so we came out with uh, Taku Fleer. Um, he also presented The Real Blend for the radio station, uh, hosted Beach Grove Garden Road shows and presented Sheepdog Trails. So whenever you put on the wireless, if it's on the TV, you could just be guaranteed Robbie Shepard was there. He was made an MBE in the 2001 New Year Honours List for services to Scottish dance music and culture and has written books in Scottish country music and Scots dancing. Um, so, as well as a son Gordon, the couple are grandparents to seven-year-old uh, Dougie and two-year-old Rose. Um, by celebrating their diamond anniversary, they're in, in some exclusive company. Um, as the secret to their long marriage, the shepherds agree that it's just a spirit of give and take. So, um, that's a real good... Um, story and about uh, Robbie Shepard and his wife um, Esma and um, you can <clears throat> for like Doric folk I suppose Robbie Shepard is like the the Terry Wogan of the airwaves up here so um, biggest congratulations and them um, with a great achievement and uh, long may a lum reek Robbie now here's a story about the P&J Live it's been on a wizard of a show for uh, this Christmas so country file presenter Matt Baker and chaser Jenny Ryan will follow the Yellow Brick Road to Aberdeen's P&J Live when they perform in the Wizard of Oz Panto. The brand new spectacular Christmas show is set to lift the art of Arena Panto right over the rainbow as it arrives to the city venue on Friday, December 17th. It will be performed on the world's biggest Panto stage. Uh, oh yes, it is. Uh, the equivalent of four London Palladiums and two mobile stages that travel around the arena as the Yellow Brick Road unfolds in front of the audience. Uh, country file and one show star Matt Baker, if I will play the wizard, said this Christmas I'm swapping the green fields of our farm in the Dales for the Emerald City. Uh, I'll be an acrobatic, laser-wielding wizard and I might even bring the children in need rickshaw along for the ride. It's a show packed with spectacular entertainment and fun with a brilliant script and a cast to boot. Uh, Louis Stewart, for he did entertainment at P&J Live, was excited to be able to bring a festive show to the city venue this year. She said, everybody loves a panto at Christmas time, and with most of this, having missed our regular Christmas visit to the theatre in 2020, we wanted to bring an extra special panto ex- extravaganza to Aberdeen this year. Uh, with some fantastic famous faces and incredible sets, we can't wait for the folk in the northeast to immerse themselves in the wonderful wizard world of Oz. Um, the P&J Live's venue pre-sale starts at 9 o'clock a day, with the general ticket sale starting at 9 o'clock in the morning. So, just a little um, boost for the P&J there. Now, um, the you can, Christmas pant time is like a, it is a marvellous thing. It used to be a, a rare thing when the kids was little. We took them in every Christmas Eve to the His Majesty's Theatre. The Fever Pant was one with some rare laughs and with some really, really good um, shows and all that. And it was just a, a thing. It stopped them from being bored at Christmas Eve or couldn't sleep if they were up to 99. But um, I just took their minds off and it was a good a good laugh for, the, for us and us. So, um, you know, this looks like it would be like a fantastic show and obviously P&J Live is, a, is some setting for a, or a, or anything like this. And uh, it kind of just says when the kids got older and they, they didn't want to go with their folks on Christmas Eve, they went to go drinking with their pals and something like that when he used to go to be 12 or 13 or something. So anyway, uh, here's hoping it's a good show and um, I'm, I'm sure it will be. It looks a, looks a fair old cast it's going to be in it now. Now just to finish up with sport as normal so 
There's just um, only one story to speak about today, that's um, Manchester United last night. So um, it was just like a Alden days, honestly. And um, you can, they could have been four or five nil doing it half time against Villarreal yesterday. But um, come back and, and score with almost the last kick of the game for Ronaldo. Um, and then the camera cuts to the stands and you see Fergie clapping like mad. You see in bolts in the crowd, um, Dennis Taylor. It's just like, yeah, just like a good old days. But um, you know they were lucky to even be second at halftime because honestly they were they were very very poor. But um, just typical Man United. And um, you know it's, when they were in full late, the goal comes. As long as the goals come, and um, my goodness me, at Ronaldo when he took his sark off, I, I was just like looking at him at But well, we go well done United. You know, if only Everdeen could just have a, a quarter of that determination. So come on, Everdeen. Now that's me done for dinner. Just a wee selection of news snippets for the P and J today on the last day of September, thirtieth of September, twenty twenty one. Um, been a very mucky day up Everdeen for the day. Um, just. Drizzly, rain in, um, about another couple of degrees cooler, and it's, every day seems to be about five or six degrees cooler the day before. So, Lord knows what will be our time next week. But um, thank you very much for listening in the meantime, and if uh, you enjoyed it, please tell um, some pal or just anybody you can for you think might like it. Um, somebody biting abroad, because uh, we're up to 22 countries now that somebody has uh, listened to this podcast in so um you know there's plenty more countries that we can uh, get folk tell and get get folk listening and if um if you can subscribe to it then that would just be great and if uh, you can leave a review as long as it's a good in then that would just be dandy thanks very much now to the loop